the Mighty G-Force Nation, the station for the people. Thank you for joining us today. You're about to witness a seismic event. The GFN Radio Show, the station for the people. your boy Marco Polo, Money Train, and I'm rocking out with Mighty G Force Radio Soul. Let's go. Hey, 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 y'all. Let us have a word of prayer before we go into our actual show. We just want to pray for y'all. Uh, pray for all the listeners, pray for the, the all the families out there. Father, we just bless you today, God, and we thank you, oh God. We thank you that you are our creator. You, we thank you that you're our father, our daddy. Thank, we thank you, God, for saving us, oh God, delivering us and setting us free on today, God. God, we're praying for every listener, oh God, and, and every person around the nation, oh God, that needs you right now. Whatever situation or circumstance that they're faced with, oh God, God, we pray that you would speak to their heart, oh God. We pray encouragement in their households today, oh God. Some people have lost loved ones. Some people have um, uh, lost uh, finances. Some people have lost their, their place to live. Lord, whatever they are facing, seen right now God we know that you can intervene oh Lord bring their spirit up oh God in the name of Jesus God we pray that you provide them with comfort oh God today in the name of Jesus Father we pray that you would help all those who are lost oh God Lord don't know how to find their way to you oh God Father I pray right now that they would hear something that would encourage them oh God that would call them oh God out of darkness into the marvelous light oh God in the name of Jesus every church house oh God we pray for today every pastor apostle oh God teacher preacher oh God evangelist today God we pray for right now God that you would lift them up oh God and encourage them oh God to continue God the race that is before them oh God in the name of Jesus we pray come on everybody say amen and today you know we we, yeah. we have an iconic figure in the house who is also the the owner and uh, the station manager for the Mighty G Force Radio Station, thank you, Mr. Thank you. Dwayne G. Wayne G, baby. Just I'm, I'm just trying to say your whole name, uh, so you know the people that don't really know your whole name. Yeah, but the people that know me, Wayne G. That's uh, that's that's uh, that okay. name. You know, that's like um, Michael Jackson. You know, changes the name to Jermaine. You know, oh, you, you throw people off. Wayne go. G. They know Dwayne G. <laughs> Sounds nice. Hit it like if your mother say it. <laughs> <laughs> but straight street, nah, you're going to get me hurt out there. What's okay. going on, love? 
Hey, nothing much. But before we, you know, jump into an interview, I just want to acknowledge that uh, for the people who have not heard, B. Smith, uh, 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 national iconic stylist, uh, awesome uh, person, awesome talent. She has passed away from Alzheimer's. So, you know, keep the Smith family lifted up. And I'm not, I'm, some of you young people probably are not aware of who she is, but maybe we'll have an opportunity to talk about her a little bit later on. But I just wanted to, you know, send that out there into the airwaves for her family, for her friends, and for her fans as well. So, we got Wayne G in the house. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Oh, I'm chilling. Chilling, chilling. Chilling, chilling. So, I, I wanted to, you know, take the opportunity to... Uh, let some people know just how much a part of black history you are. I know people think about, you know, uh, someone really can't be a, a black history trailblazer, you know, unless they were part of the Underground Railroad or, you know, right. they, they, they sat on sat down in the seat, you know, like Rosa Parks or right. they marched with Martin Luther King Jr. But there's so much more to our history than that. And so I just wanted to sit down and have a conversation with you and have you tell the people about um, the establishment and the history of the G-Force Nation for, the, for those people who are not aware uh, about how important and how impactful it is. Well, um, this goes back a long time, but uh, what, what I want to piggyback on, what you just said with Rosa Parks and them, that was a movement. That was the movement that at that time educated us in black history now we have a lot of people that's out there trailblazing over the ground that was the underground now we on top of the ground and we need our people uh to start seeing more positive things that our black people are doing in this world like you know i was so shocked to find out about hidden figures you know those those black sisters that absolutely you know was that part of uh nasa but uh as i again i employ everybody to start dating our own history we have to you know be the ones that tell our own history because otherwise certain things will get missing the very important parts of that history will come up missing now let's go all right so uh tell me about the history of mighty g-force nation how it how everything came about well mighty g-force nation was birthed from www this, this was an organization that we had. I, I probably was about 13, 14 at the most. And um, we had, you know, several guys in the neighborhood. Me, James, Duck, John McKinley, Joy mm-hmm. McKinley, and um, maybe uh, 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 Raymond, Raymond Azrilaw, Stanley. Uh, just neighborhood kids. And, and what we did was mm-hmm. we created a WWW. That's still for We Want Work. We started going out, putting out flyers and, you know, stuff like that. My uh, man's father, who uh, is Bobby Duck, uh, God bless the dead, rest him in heaven, please. He gave us a room and he had a big conference table in there. And he let us sit down and he kind of organized us on how to plan. Right. You know, how to create, you know, those flyers and where to put them at and all that. So we actually had people in the neighborhood hiring us to do our jobs like even if it's going right, shopping right. with your wife you know if it's cleaning your windows come and take it out your trash before i know it i had maybe about 15 20 kids so you this know, is what this is when you were a teenager this this right this is the this is the birth of g-force because me and uh james duck who eventually became the co-founders 
right. of the G-Force, we started with WWW and a lot of neighborhood things like that. And we were always helping people. So um, when we birthed from that, I think um, we went out to the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And um, it was DJ Cool Herc, who, who's one of the pioneers of the hip-hop. You know, uh, Africa Bambata, Cool Herc. You know, those those cats were some of the first. You know, the Grandmaster Flashes and all them. So we went to a party out there. And I seen for the first time hip-hop. You know, mm. really. You know, I mean, it was happening in Manhattan, but not like it was going down in the Bronx. What made Manhattan really... Um, pick it up is because most of those parties end up happening in new york after a while right because we had the bigger and better venues mm-hmm. but it all started out there in the bronx and it was a place called galaxy 2000 and me duck um uh Capucine, who um was one of the dj's um girlfriend got us in and for the first time i seen strong brothers i mean i seen the malcolm x's in them you know back then as a young kid in harlem you know i seen the black panthers but i'm talking about young strong so what is this seeing seeing the young strong black brothers what 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 uh what went through your head in terms of wanting to you you wanted you wanted to congregate you wanted to get them together i I want well i i I wanted to, to to do what they were doing Okay. You know, they had the music. They had, like, you know, when you come up to the stage, they had these strong brothers. You don't look like big security, but they were all part of the crew. Right. And they stood their ground. So what he had, not only was he had the protection, he had guys that were organized. You know what I'm saying? I right. mean, just like, you know, they say what they want about the, 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 the Muslims. The Muslims are organized. They are organized. Some churches can learn from that. They organize their people, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I seen with them. So at that moment, I wanted that, you know, so I came down to New York, back to Manhattan. Uh, That was up in the Bronx. And my 16th birthday, I had got a lawsuit. You know, I was in a car wreck. You know, my pops had gotten a wreck and I got my first check when I turned 16. I got like seven thousand dollars. You know, that was that's like, a lot of money for a 16 year old. That was in the 70s, too. You know, <laughs> like 77. You know, so. um, That's like 20 grand now. Right. You know, so <laughs> my mom's told me, she said, um, you could do whatever you want with your money. You know, I gave her like three grand and I went downtown. It was a place called Canal High Five and they had all the DJ's equipment and all that. And me, Sugar Ray, Duck, you know, all us, we go down there, we go buy all this equipment. We actually thinking about we gonna take it back on the train because we didn't we didn't have a ride or nothing. So the guy, oh my goodness! So the guy was like, "Nah, nah, you you're not gonna make it home on the train, you know, because it was dangerous, you know." But that's Absolutely. how determined we was to get this equipment. He closed the store. That's how much money he made off me, and um, he he bought us home. And I never forget. My mother was sitting in the kitchen. And here we come with these big speakers and and you know all this equipment, and she looked at me like. What, what are you doing and i'm like mom i'm gonna be a dj you know that that my first lump of money went right. toward that and and she never even if she didn't agree with it she never like you was stupid she discouraged you right right you know and she she caught hell because at that time we were with these loud speakers 
in my room that connected to her room so it's no way in the world these big bass bottoms you can play them low and it wasn't gonna bother her the bass and all that this time she made us cut it off because we'd be up to the wee hours of the night but so and, that was that was the beginning of the music to me the so music the music what about the organization well that's what i want that's course. what i want everybody to know that the music started with the gangs okay some of the gangs went the wrong way some of them went the right way we were the ones that went the right way you know there was there was uh certain gangs that terrorized their community you couldn't even go up there us we protected right people in our right. community we made sure they were safe so that's where all the organization comes from everybody when they make a hip-hop movie they want to make it about the break dancers and and all that no it wasn't about that it was about the street gangs all those crews that was successful had a crew that watched their back because there's no way you could take this um, this expensive equipment and go into somebody else's park and think you want to bring it home they'll rob you so you yeah. had to have a crew that was respected in order to move around otherwise you'd have been the best dj in your neighborhood but you wasn't going to go out your neighborhood so yes that was part of it. the organization came through that i started with a guy named g-man g-man was more established out there doing parties i started you know doing little things with him and my first time he put me on the spot you know i was like a backup dj you know i'm passing your records and all that we in the middle of the park there's a bunch of people he like all right go head on and the first time i actually picked up the wrong side i messed the party up and, and it, it was the most embarrassing thing i could go through as someone that didn't really know what they were doing and after that and this is what i tell everybody out there prepare preparation is everything it is never let no one force you to go into something you're not prepared nor are you ready for and that's what i did i went into something i wasn't ready for and it made me look like a fool the first time but i learned from that and i got better and the next time i came out i rocked the parties yeah that's so what it's about I, I, I can't go through the day-to-day -day with the music because it's, it's, it's so long. We don't have time. So I'm just going to kind of move along and just say the next thing I know, I was on a stage with Grandmaster Flash, who's a legendary DJ. I was doing parties with Master Don, you know, um, God Bless the Dead, Dougie Freshes, you know, all the different ones like that. They were at my parties, the raw bases, the easy rocks. They were at my parties. When I would get parties, sometime the line would go around the corner and down the street. Now, the organization of G-Force, mm -hmm. it actually started when we were in high school. We went to one of the worst high schools in New York City, George Washington High. Mm. There was a lot of Latino gangs out there at that time. And they were attacking a lot of our people some kids didn't come home to their families that's how bad it was you know right, it, it right. was a time that if you was in a park with your significant other your family if they ran up on you you could be killed you know that's how dangerous it was so the first year i went to george washington high school um i seen at three o'clock the kids just dashed because we had to get to the train station that school was like actually I lived on 151st, that school was on 192nd, over 40 blocks away. So we, the only way you're getting home is through the trains. So I watched the kids just dash off at three o'clock. I thought they were trying out for the track team. 
I really, honestly, I they was trying to live. They were right <laughs> because those gangs was waiting outside, and and they chase you. And if you get caught, it wasn't a good look for you. So um, at that time, I went and I, I spoke to some of my crew members, you know, because I had I had rides, you know, they come up and get me. We drove back. I went on the train, so uh, I spoke to some of them. I told them, I said, look, we got to do something about this. And some of my guys felt in their schools because they was at my school fighting one of my guys uh duck my brother he practically spent a year at my school at my home room and all that the teacher knew he didn't go to the school she ain't say nothing she started handing him assignments you here you know do some work but the fact of <laughs> wow. the matter is that teacher understood what our presence was we was there making it safe for them just as well we fought two years before we got those spanish boys to back up off the um the kids and that was just the beginning the neighborhood the older people all that you know just straight up protecting our community when you was on the hill you knew you were safe if you was somewhere else and we was there you knew you were safe so it started out like that really just it's looking a really out. really really powerful yeah really i mean powerful. so uh so is the, the well fast forward a little bit and, and let's talk about uh um, the documentary that uh, you have somebody working on. I understand that the person you have working on it has passed away. Yeah, Jazzy Moto. I, I, you know, he's G Force, and I really wanted him to be the one that done it because he was there, and you know, what I'm saying he's part of you know the G Force Nation. Right. Um, in 1983, which I'm gonna tell you how the name came along. Mighty G Force, Rock City Ram. He was a he was an MC. And you know, uh, we were in, we were we were at a joint uh, doing something, and it was G Man, Wayne G, uh, G Money, and all of, it was everybody everybody want to put a G or something to their name, you know. And he was like, "Man, y'all need to be the G Force," you know what I'm saying? So, at back then, it was a cartoon called G Force, and we took that that thing and it used to say g-force transmute when we said that that means it's trouble and we get ready regulate but rock city ram gave us that name we started it was about five to seven of us in 1983 it was well over 350 with the with the with the baby g-force and the females that we had with g-force girls we probably went five six seven hundred then we combined with the zulu nation and it took us even into deeper numbers than that and I was a young guy that, you know, maybe was 17, 18. I had grown men that was taking orders, you know, from me. It was an organization like, like, um, like we were like Black Panthers. You know what I'm saying? Everybody played their role. It was never about me. And that's where I try to get people to understand, you know, this is G-Force Nation. This is not WayneG.com. Right. This is G-Force Nation. This name has brought me to a level in my life that has allowed people to still support me, still give me encouragement. Because a lot of people that's new don't know me. They don't know my struggles. They don't know what it's like to have been moved away from where you come from. Well, they they're gonna learn some things about you today. Yeah. Well. So we yeah. uh, the the documentary um, it's going to be uh, you're trying to get someone else to pick up yes. the mantle for that and continue it. Yes. So what what is out. your hope for the completion of that? Well, I mean, 
by next by next year I want to have that and working towards a movie. Okay. You know what I'm saying because we have done a lot of things out there, you know, and it needs to be on a movie. It needs to be seen that you know 500 to close to a thousand people can come together and do something righteous for their communities we don't always have to look like we're bad we worked with the police mm -hmm. they knew at times we bust heads but they gave us a lot of love we had um we did our parties right around the corner from a precinct in the park and many a nights we out there at one two o'clock and one time the police told me you know the reason why we allowed y'all to be out there he said, because when you're there, we know everybody's there. The streets get calm, you know, because everybody's in that park. Right. And my crew would keep things regulated. We don't not let nothing go down. And, you know, so it was like a safe haven. But there was a um, there was a white church that they would call the Church of Intercession. And I basically wanted that gymnasium they had just like a lot of people want that gymnasium but it was real hard you know i think the people choice with tj the dj and a couple of people may have got in there in the early you know um in the late 70s but nobody else could really get in there so they were doing a lot of community work for the young youth in our community you know mm -hmm. that church was allowing them to come get meals get after school programs and all that so i went to my man who was over that program which was rich was rich and rich i sat down and i talked to him and i told him you know my passion about you know um helping our young people and i just want to say another thing is that was one thing that was always my passion i never was a bully i'm subject to beat the bully up that was messing with you other than me bullying the weaker ones so a lot of those guys that joined g-force they came in as weaker guys they a lot of them wasn't tough we had some tough ones but a lot of them wasn't tough a lot of them came in for protection just like a lot of young kids today they join gangs for protection now if the gang has the wrong mentality he can turn your kid into a killer right 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 okay so let let, let me do my interview yeah go ahead okay um what, what okay so we we talked about uh some of the history of the g-force nation which right. is absolutely amazing and you kind of transitioned but really went back to your roots right when you came to dallas right so what prompted you to start the station well music has always been you know in my in my soul i mean back in the in the days and stuff um i, I came down here and i opened up music stores had them in big T's. I had them in the mall. I, I made money like that. And I seen that that was the one thing that calmed people's souls and their nerves. No matter what they going through, they came to get that music. If it was the slow right. jams, yeah. if it was the gospel, if it was the blues, it put them in a better place. So I knew that music was a very important thing. Always. I, I went back to my roots because that's when it was working for black people. Yeah. When we had unity. When we had respect for our elders, when we thought about other people before we thought about ourselves, that's when we were at our best. That's when all these civil rights movements and all that happened. Martin Luther King and all of them put themselves on the line mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. And at their life. Malcolm yeah. X, all of them, at their life. You got people today won't even speak because they're afraid of their position on their job. Well, that's the truth. You know what I'm saying? That's so very true. I had to get back to that. And uh, you had asked me something else. Um, beside that, you had asked me, um, was it the music that um, 
what made me start the radio station. Yeah, what made you start the radio station? God did. God, that's yeah, it he, right there. He, 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 he spoke to me, you know, because I had an issue, you know, once upon a time when I was in a drug game in New York and I almost lost my life. And that's the first time I heard the voice of God. That's when I knew he was real. Yeah. See, there's preachers that preach and they have never spoken to God. Never had an experience. Right. Never had an experience. I right. had I had that experience in 1992. I was dead, and God pulled me out of there. So when I came here and started being successful, I was being more successful for me. Even though I was helping others, you know, I mean, C. Ray and a lot of different artists, I connected with them and and we done things together. But helping five people. When you can help five million, is you know. But you just, you decide you you switch course. I had started to. to 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 walk a different path. He he told me to shut my stores down. See, we serve an unconventional God. We don't know where the plan He's leading us to. You just, but God uses unconventional people. Right, right. To do, because He is unconventional God. He right, uses right. He uses people that. Like you, like myself, where people say, "Look, look at us and say, you're you're not going to do much, or we can't see any potential in you, right. not in the kingdom of God." Right. But God looked at you and said, "I see something in you." Right. Right. And He used you. Right. He's using you now for oh, His glory. Oh yeah, you know. So that that was with when I first moved to the front building and started my radio station. Mm -hmm. I actually got that because I was in town East Mall. And I needed like a storage place to kind of keep, you know, all my music and all that stuff like that. Yeah. So I had got a small place up front. But one day he just told me to close the stores. I didn't know how I was going to eat or nothing. And I closed the stores because you have to be obedient and you have to have faith. Yes, you do. You know what I'm saying? Those are two ingredients. You know, you can't have faith, but you're not going to be obedient. And you That's can't right. be obedient without faith because you're going to waver along the way of your mission so that's, right. that's the one thing that i done i had people you know what i'm saying like like the the, the the mary law cards that came in you know and helped me finance my dream you know it wasn't all on me it was days that you know i had to figure out how i'm going to eat and it was others that came along and, and bought different things that helped sure that the, the machine rolled forward but with God, all things are possible. Right. He sends the people, he puts them in your life, yeah. you know, to forward you. So I seen it go from a year and a half in that front building to nobody really coming through them doors. And then uh, DJ Mr. Quickness was the first one to walk in about a show. And he bought two, three different people. And then before you know it, more and more people started to show up. And now I'm looking at all you gospel people. That's good souls And you out there We have worked together You know On different outdoor events And we get ready To do a whole lot more You know Because I definitely Want to help you With your music And all that You know That's what I'm saying That's my mission The first that's, time That's your heart though The that's, first time I heart. see you And I heard you sing I got on you About how I want You to be <laughs> where you should be With that music You know Because when you sing You touch people And anytime you can Touch people You have a gift you know, when when I hear your music, it makes me feel better spiritually. You know, even if I'm wavering on my thought process, your music brings, you know, some good things to me. So that's. So listen, we we didn't come here to talk about me. Yeah, yeah. We came to talk about but Wayne G. But y'all is what motivates me to be me. You know, I yeah. never made the G Force by myself. It was that army. 
it was guys that maybe didn't like me but how are you going to come at me when i got an army Right. You right. feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, if I'm one dude alone, somebody can come up with a master plan and remove me. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Right. It's just like that. You're gone. But when you got an army and they know they got to go through that army, you know, mighty G-Force crew, then we went to a nation as it starts to grow. Well, see, now you're in a position where you're backed by the army of the Lord. That's right. Now, what so, is GFN? <laughs> God's formidable nation. All right, I like that right there. That's where it stands for now, you yes. know. Because yes, I'm God is my crew now. I God's still got my dudes that's out there, but this this is my crew, and we don't have to form the violence. We just have to form the faith and let him. That's right. The weapons of our warfare doors. are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling right. down of strongholds. So tell me about the vision for G GFN Radio. Well, the vision is, you know, I was just the other day down at um the police department you know duncanville um not duncanville um mesquite police department i happened to was sitting out in front of the gas station and one of the officers rolled up you know and, and i just called him to the car and we had a nice you know discussion and stuff like that you know again like i tell people man don't make looking at race your biggest thing because even in the civil rights movement we had white people that marched right That's along right. with the blacks. Right along. Don't get caught up mm -hmm. in all that. You know what I'm saying? Don't get caught up in all that. You know, the, the, the fact of the matter is when I spoke with this white officer and told him how important it is that I want to see them and the young kids together with a better understanding. The kids should not be afraid of you. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We had a long, good talk. He gave me the number and, the, and who to go directly to. I went down to the precinct and met with them. And basically, they are on board to come here and do a show and sit at a round table with young kids, uh, uh, preachers like yourself and all that. And we come up with dialogue about, you know, what is compliance? So we can teach this to our kids. What is compliance? What is this? What is this? How? You know, because... But that's very important. I mean, because these 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 police are out here in the street and they see some things that we couldn't even imagine. Most of the soldiers come back with PSD and all that. They get treatment. These police is not getting treatment the same way. Right. They're thrown in the street and told to deal with the next situation. And you put yourself in a position that if you and your partner just went to make a, a, a routine stop, this guy could have been coming back from a murder, a robbery. And he thinking you're pulling them over for that. He could have somebody in his trunk right now. Right. Yeah. And you want you walked up just to do a simple stop, and this guy pulls his gun out and blow your partner brains out. Now, how's you gonna approach the next car you stop? That's trauma. That is. You know what I mean? So it, 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 these are the things that I want to see how we can get them the help that they need too. How can we get better screening of the police officers? I know we, we always look for police officers to, officers to try to de-escalate, but we need to learn some de-escalation de uh, methods as well so we won't you know cause them to take stuff to the next level right. unnecessarily. And I've seen some brothers and sisters, when they around uh, the police, whether they right or wrong, they escalate it. Just shut up, let them lock you up, get your lawyer, get your family, and get out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Sometimes. Hopefully that's the situation. Yeah. It wasn't that situation in Sandra Bland's case. No, it wasn't. And, and well, again, let, let me tell you something. There's cops out here that don't need to be police. Don't get me wrong. 
you know everything has a bad side to it too you got some of the, some of the police that's uh, with, with militias kkk absolutely you know i mean they don't have to wear a hood no more but they can represent yeah, the Aryan nation. Right. They they are there. They own the police forces and all that. You know, but the thing is, we got brothers that's out here killing each other. Absolutely. I want to see an equal march for that too. When that little girl got shot down in South Dallas. Little remember the little baby, the straight bullet went through the window? Yes. What was the march in the community? See, we only march when it's law enforcement. But we're doing more destruction to ourselves than law enforcement can ever do to us. I agree. I, I absolutely agree, and I think there there needs to be more light shined on that right, as well. Right, and this you is know, when, some of the leaders in the community they're always quick to jump up when there's media t- attention brought to our neighborhoods because of kumbaya in- incident marches. That's all it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You march for a few days and then you disappear. So you you want to be involved in some community activism as well. Right, and I want to be at the top. So See, you want to, the the station? That's part of your vision for the station to, to be involved in some community activism and and get out there and well, uh, bring shed some light to some things. Right, and and let's get it right. Not civil rights, human rights. I'm right. about no matter what color you is. Injustice doesn't doesn't roll with me. You know what I mean? So right. the whole fact of the matter is human rights. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you as I tell a lot of people, you can have plans. You can have dreams, you can have aspirations for change, but if you down here, it will never get done. Cause it's too hard from the bottom to try to reach the top. Mm-hmm. You gotta go for the, the juggler. I've never been a guy that dealt with, you know, the middleman or the man down here. Mm-hmm. G-Force changed things because we went for the top people. That's how you get your voice heard. Well, we didn't see Congressmen walking here, judges, mm-hmm. and all that walk through these doors. You know what did I do in my life to said that they would even feel that there's a need that they need to come here? Apparently, you did something in your life, right? And, and also, want to come here, right? And also, what I'm speaking now, God understands that if we're going to make an impact, it has to start at the top. We ain't got all the years to start at the bottom. Right. Slavery started from the bottom Right And we still Being persecuted now So we can't start from the bottom We gotta put ourselves In a position Where the people in the top Is willing to listen to you Right So this radio station Empowers that It's a voice That is awesome And that's, that's awesome. what we, we gotta use This voice To empower that But also be fair Let the other person Speak as well Because if If we become a one-sided uh, Person Then only our Black people is listening to us, and that's exactly. not enough to get anything done. It's not. It's not. We we need everybody in the community involved for change. Right. You can You. There's no way that you can expect change with one black voice. But if you have a diversity of voices that are speaking the same thing, then you can expect change to occur. So hey. the your, the radio station you want to get the radio station involved in our community at mul- a multiplicity of around, levels around around the world. You know, all throughout the communities. That's what we worldwide. We we touch over 80 countries. I want it to be out the country, in the country. This is mighty G-Force nation. So we have to be bigger than the city. And I just want, you know, people to understand, you know, I, I did you see the post that I put out today? No, I didn't. About um, our people is quick to always talk about, you know, how the white people. 
Oh yeah, doing I did right. see that but post. What are yeah. we doing? We out here fighting now, and there's a lot of my people that's not even supporting us. So we have to get to supporting our own movements and, and stop being mad at Donald Trump. Donald Trump got in office because his people is supporting him, whether they like him or not. Our own they, movements support each other, period. Right. Not just a movement. We can't even get people to uh, go to black-owned restaurants or beauty supplies right. or clothing stores right. or, or grocery stores or anything. Hey, look, look, look at in the beginning when Donald Trump was running for office. The Republican Party backed off of him in the beginning. They did. They didn't want to have nothing to do with him. But then when they seen this guy method was working, man, they just got him out of impeachment. You know, they went to they went to bat for him like, yo, this is the man, this is the baddest dude that ever. But the fact of the matter is they willing to represent their own. You can say skinheads, you can say KKK, you can say all these people. The thing they got in common is they dying for their cause. They believe in their yeah. cause. They believe they the superior race. Why we don't? That's my whole point. Why we don't believe we the superior race? You know, why we not acting like it? All these people are funding whatever they want to do to stay on top. Donald Trump has raised so much money. There, the, I remember there was a time that uh, you could go into any black neighborhood and if somebody was hungry they're not gonna let you starve right if your rent couldn't be paid they having rent parties right you, you know what i'm saying oh, so laughing at you now exactly they they, they gonna they wait for somebody to put your stuff on the sidewalk so they can run by there and pick up what they want right scavengers so we have to get back to a place where we support each other in all areas and aspects don't think that you so high that you can't come back down right and you know and, and that's my my whole thing now we just was at this gospel festival where we were the only radio station that was allowed to cover the artists you sat there and did live interviews and this is a major event that goes on year in and year out we seen k104 and all and pass through but we had the table that was yeah, there we did god brought us there there's people, you know, the, the girl is running for judge was just here sitting in this seat where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? The the guy who was uh, who's the head of the Democratic um, Party was here yesterday. Right. Sitting in this chair. So how do you graduate to that without the Lord's blessing? Yes. Yes, yes. Right. Amen. Amen. So, uh, a few more things I did I did want to ask you before we close out this hour of relevant. And uh, one of the more important things I wanted to ask you was, what type of legacy do you want to leave for your children? To, to, to say that, you know, I'm sorry in so many ways because you can't do all these things and be a normal father. You can't. You can't you can't run a gang that's over a thousand people on the streets and was a regular dad boyfriend and none of that you know just like martin luther king and i'm not putting myself in the same place he could not be that civil right man he was and be a normal dad his kids suffered but in the end god has taken care of them you don't hear his kids on welfare you don't hear none of that that he's been dead since you know god knows right you know but we see today that's the excuse or the dad wasn't in the house and and that's why you know no if we're doing the right thing sometime god's gonna take your man away from you during the vietnam war was many fathers died 
You know what I'm saying? I it's mean, just, you know, they sometimes they got to go. That's just the way it is. You don't use that for excuse. If you follow what God wants you to do, it will work itself out. You know, I'm blessed not to have no children that at least is out there in trouble, in jail, none of that. You know, and I wasn't there. That's one thing in my legacy that I want people to understand. Don't view me as a as a great man. Because there's a lot of things that I did not complete that great men do complete. But just see me as a man that know he owes God. See me as a man that know he owes his children. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can't make up for all the things, but maybe I can leave them something to be a proud of. Maybe I can leave them some wealth when I leave here. So they can look and say, my father did things unconventionally, but now I know the whole man. If you are my child or a friend of my child and you never really knew who I am, watch the documentary. And then you will understand there's no way I could have been a normal guy. One of my guys, Mr. Strong, we was, we was going to war against these Spanish guys. They found out where his wife lived mm. and beat her into a coma. She was seven months pregnant with his child. The next day, he went to prison for a long time. Yeah, I can imagine. But I'm just saying that you think I didn't fear for my child? You didn't think I fit for my children? That somebody would follow me and find out where my girls lived and did something to them? All this, I'm not even 20 years old. Hmm. So your your legacy would be that um, you rose above, even though you fell short in a lot of areas, but you want your children to see and know that you are always uh, had them on your mind. Always. Regardless to where you are or what you were doing. And you want them to see that how you progressed and how you gave your heart and your life to God. And you uh, put yourself in a position to be able to leave an inheritance for them. Right. And that that's, that's what I want. That's why I brought my daughter down here to try to teach her to take over this, you know, and, and I know she'll make it right with her sisters and brothers. You know, um, I may never. But I'm not troubling that because God took that burden from me a long time ago. You know, when I reached out and spoke to them and told them without, you know, I'm sorry. I can't sit around my life apologizing to nobody because the mission is bigger. You know, when you sit there and you're arguing with your girlfriend, you're not doing anything but self wasting time. Right. And and, and, and this is just beneficial to you. And your if, if, if a woman wants a man. To be just her boyfriend mm -hmm. And that's her biggest goal Then she's cheating the next generation of children She's cheating herself too. Right you Absolutely. Cheat, Right Because yeah. we, we need men right now That's going to go out here And be part of the soldiers So they can teach the next generation Of these young men How to be the soldiers We created soldiers Through GFN Radio Some of them are police officers today Some of them is, is, is amazing things And good fathers But once upon a time They was cats that you didn't want to play with On the streets Right, right. You know what I mean? They was gangster. Right. You know, but today <laughs> yeah. they are where they need to be. I I was birthed into I could never be nothing more than what God put me here to be. And that's that soldier. That's gonna organize. That's what I do. That's always been my gift, organizing people. You know, now I'm doing something that is the most hardest thing to do is to have a bunch of people that's religious <laughs> around you. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. churches. 
that that have their own flock going at each other. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me to be a guy that come from the streets, and they know I'm from the streets, but yet they there, they got my back. You roll with me. Uh, the sauce roll with me. You know, so many different, you know, Pastor Ron and them, they roll with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That says a lot. That they see something in you that God put you, no matter how hard you is. You know, these women sometimes they look at people and they see the vision of no good. But it looks good to you. That's what the devil looked good to us back in the days when we was out right. there doing wrong. The fact of the matter is, the most realest person is the one that's gonna look like who they supposed to be. Yeah. Not who you want them to be. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I I, I think you're an awesome man. Awesome man. You're doing uh, great things for the kingdom of God. Um, I believe you have a heart um, to serve God, and um, that that's an amazing thing that that can be said about you and about your legacy. So this is what I want to ask you for my final question to you today is. Who is Wayne G? Man, Wayne G is a man that's been hurt through his life. You know what I mean? But he 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 wore he wore it well. That's 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 who Wayne G is. I mean, you know, I see people on Facebook and you know some of the the, the, the people, you know, their mothers just passed away. And, you know, they are they are damaged. You know, and they mothers may be in the 70s. They may be in their 50s. My mother passed away when I was eight months. I never knew who she was. Wow. My aunt raised me, my father's sister. My father was big time on the streets of, 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 of Harlem. He never really paid attention to me. So how do you think I feel as a young man, your dad looking at you and, and go by in the car? You know, he's treating his other kids like they were everything and, and me like nothing. You know, but the fact of the matter is, my aunt, she raised me and she gave me everything that I needed, not monetary or anything, just being tough. She taught me how to go out there and fight as a young man because she knew I would be challenged. And I seeded that expectation. Anybody that know me know my hand game was devastating, not just good. You know, I mean, you had to be very good to beat me. So... She gave me that. She prepared me and my sister, Debbie D, on protection and protecting each other. Everything else in my life has been taken. She passed away on my birthday. So every time I have a birthday at 18 years old, I lost her. So G-Force was my only family. So the simple things that I needed to have, like holding my girlfriend's hand, you know, me and my daughter got a chance to bond. Me and my son got a chance, but all my kids know because I never had that bonding effect. So I tell people, we may not be the best, but leave your kid at least the vision of fighting. Right. Fighting yeah. for what we have to do. It ain't about us when we leave here. They, we, you know what I'm saying? We're gone. You know, all we leaving is a legacy and a blueprint to go off of. I'm going off of the Malcolm X's, the Martin Luther King's, the Black Panther. I'm going off their blueprint. They care mm -hmm. about something more than themselves. Right. That's the blueprint I'm going off of. I didn't make this up. You know, I mean, I just fell into it and I had power. And with power comes great responsibility. If, if it's about you and you just doing this, you know, just to be powerful and scare people, then you's a sucker. All right. Y'all heard it from the brother's mouth. He said you's a sucker. 
if that's if that if that's what you're doing to if scare your own doing, people, use a sucker. Use a sucker. All right. I want to thank you so much for uh, uh, agreeing to do this interview with me, Wayne G. It has been uh, very inspirational and it has been very informative as well for the people out there who don't know who he is. Now you got a little bit of insight into who Mr. Wayne G is and the formation of uh, Mighty G Force Radio uh, And one more word I want to say, you know, uh, to everybody, man, thank you. You know, I mean, thank you for being my friends for so many years. Thank you for supporting Mighty G Force from the Battleground Parks to the intercession, you know, to the dome, all over. I just want to say that, you know, I'm nothing without my G Force brothers. Yeah, I've been a tough guy on the streets, but you know, one bullet can change that. You know, I was able to be that man that, you know, people would rather see coming than leaving. And that I'll never forget. And Pastor Samantha, I'm going to help you. You just stay at my side. I'm going to help you be very relevant. You know all what I'm right. saying? Because it's all about, as I told one woman the other day, she was talking about, I'm looking for my king. Listen, there's responsibilities of a king. There are. Kingship means that kings bring people that's under them up. You know what I'm saying? If you're not doing anything and have a cause to make anything better, you're not a king. There's only one king in the kingdom. And when you... Or under his kingship, you are supposed to rise. That king's supposed to make sure his people rise. That's right. If you're not doing that, you're not a king. You're just a subject. So do what you need to do. Serve your family. That's what they do. A king serves his nation. See y'all on the next one. All right. We're going to close out in just a moment a little bit of music uh, by yours truly. But I want to thank you for stopping by Relevant on this week. We're so excited. Uh, we have a lot of great things coming to you in March of 2020. Uh, I got a few guests on the roster and and. Uh, couple of holdout guests that i'm not exactly sure so i won't announce them just yet but i do have a prophetess down at a smitherman that's going to be coming your way on uh sunday after next i believe it is uh we're looking forward to that as well we want to thank you for for dropping by uh i'm pastor samantha phillips uh this is relevant and we are getting ready to be out on gfn radio the station for the people Yeah.
Sure. 